Welcome to Tramlines, a podcast from Agri. I'm your host, Tony Smith, putting your questions to the experts. Today, we're going to be talking about digital innovation and look at what could be the benefits of integrating these technologies into our farming. And to talk us through an exciting new project at Agri, we're joined by Jonathan Trotter, Technology Trials Manager, and Lucy Cottingham, Digital Agronomy Development Manager. Let's start by asking you a question here, Lucy. Um, You talked about Field of the Future today as a possible title for this podcast. What do you mean by that? So the Digital Technology Farms project is an innovative new project involving the use of several connected technologies that can be used to make agronomic decisions at field scale throughout the growing season. And the idea is that we want this field of the future, which allows growers to use different technology, different digital applications to make um, decisions on the farm with this real time data. So it's about looking at existing approaches on farm that are being conducted already through crop protection applications, nutrition applications, but um, comparing it against technology driven decisions. So using that technology to be able to get some information to say what's going on in that particular crop at that particular time to drive the decision that's best for that crop at that moment. So Jonathan, tell us a little bit about your overarching goal from these trials that you're going to be conducting. Integrating different technologies, whether that's um, drone or in-situ sensors or using the riser capabilities um, and a host more. It's also it's a platform as well, so we can use it for knowledge exchange and um, testing and trialing for our own purposes, different technologies to, to understand how they might work. And so where are these trials and when are you starting the work? We've got three different sites. We've got the one at uh, Reesby, obviously. We've got the one at Scot- in Scotland and also uh, Throws Farm in Essex. But then we'll maybe focus down into within this talk about Reesby. That's the one that is we're pretty much going live in the next week or two. And then the other two are going live in the spring. And so what I'm hearing, Lucy, is that a lot of what you're looking into is is looking at what we're already doing, but looking at how we can enhance that and take that to the next step. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. I think as farmers are always looking to um, to make changes, um, to to adopt different strategies to help with with growing their crops, and data and technology should be an element that's brought in to help them to manage their crops more effectively um, and more efficiently. So if they can make decisions based on what they're getting from real-time data to be able to help them um, and, you know, to, to help those grow, them grow their crops more efficiently and, and have those discussions with their agronomist about how they can do that as well, um, then I, it, it should be a tool that's in, in the toolbox to be able to do that. What, what are you hoping this can achieve for the modern farmer i think there are there are quite a few aspects really um i think for farmers at the moment there's a lot of pressure to be more transparent in the applications they're putting on and the decisions behind those applications why they're actually doing it we know for agronomists they've got to write recommendations and have a justification for why they're putting on a particular crop protection product and if we've got data and technology to back up those decisions i think this can only help going forward for that transparency and traceability. Um, There's also a lot of pressures for being more environmentally conscious. So um, 
if we've got technology that can help drive decisions, we know, for example, the amount of nitrate that's in our soil at that particular given time, that might mean that we can adjust our nitrogen applications on that particular crop at that time. Um, and therefore you're being more environmentally conscious, there's less risk of any losses to the environment. Um, and also there's a cost element in that as well. At the end of the day, farmers are there to make a profit. So if they can reduce their costs by putting on less nitrogen, for example, at that specific time, then, then it's sort of a win-win really. Um, you know, we know nitrogen fertilizers is a massive source of greenhouse gases and we're all, as an industry, we're trying to, to aim towards becoming net zero. So all of these aspects and the use of technology and data can really help us to, to do that. So it, it is, you know, it's a positive really. Yeah, sure. Uh, and Jonathan, I mean, I'd like to sort of uh, uh, talk to you a little bit more about the specific trials. But just before we do, you know, I'm sure a lot of listeners are going, oh gosh, this sounds like potentially a lot more work, uh, having to get more involved with digital technology. You know, Lucy talks about that win-win, which is really important. But how how can farmers embrace more of this digital technology to get those wins? And, and will it be easy for them to be able to do that? So we've got uh, access to all sorts of different technologies. And this whole project is about putting them in front of farmers so they can understand that it's not always three to five years in the future that these technologies will be available, but they're available now. So some of that might be the Skippy Scout automated drone flying. Uh, we're going to be using that for plant counts. We're going to be using that to collect GAI uh, and then make nitrogen applications off of the, the imagery that we collect there. Um, and that's using AI analytics to actually understand what's going on at the crop across several different points, which we can then use in our agronomy strategy. Um, but then we're also looking at, so that's above ground. We're also looking below ground. We're using in situ soil sensors uh, to determine, again, the nitrogen availability at any one time. So we'll have a real-time availability of nitrogen and we'll have the above crop uh, analysts with the drone imagery as well. Sure. So let, let's go back and, and think about the trials and some of the aspects that you're, you're considering uh, looking at. And I know you've been very, very busy planning. So you mentioned about the soil probes. Um, so tell us a bit more about that. What are you hoping to find out? So what we're doing here is trying to, to link it all together in a connected way. And that's not really being done at the moment across the industry. But so we're going to be using what RISER can provide in terms of uh, the soil analysis and mapping, but also the satellite imagery, pull that together with variable rate technology and these technologies to make really fine adjustments to the crop or our, our agronomy strategy throughout the year to see if we can then actually make that even more effective uh, at the end of the day when we take that to gross margin. Yeah, sounds very good. And in terms of disease diagnostics, Lucy, what's the aim here? And what, what diseases are you looking to uh, diagnose? So with the disease forecasting, we want this to be used as a tool to be able to highlight when a particular disease is at risk of coming into that crop. So originally and, and typically agronomic um, programs are based around growth stages and and we know that because obviously we want to protect yield um, for the end result but if we can use this app to be able to determine when a crop is at risk of a particular disease so for example at Reesby we've got a field of winter wheat so we'll be able to use all the disease forecasting on on many of the main diseases septoria yellow rust brown rust those types of diseases to be able to say right okay this will guide our decision on when we put the products on so it's about being more mindful about 
when the diseases are coming in rather than saying okay we're around this this growth stage let's be thinking about you know our, our septoria strategy or the early disease strategy um um yeah so it's a slightly different approach and, and thought process behind it but you know if the risk isn't there then ultimately we could be saying okay there's not a high risk so we could delay our initial application disease diagnostics for septoria eye spot have, have those technologies not been around for really quite a period of time um, yes, so there have been applications around for disease forecasting, um, and I think what we're doing, which is one a little bit of a step forward, is that we're using the localised weather forecasting. Um, um, we've got an infield sensor which monitors the, the weather and, and the disease, the weather pressure, sorry, um, to determine the disease coming into the crop as well. So it it should hopefully give us um, a really defined um, disease pressure element to it so we'll know based on on what the weather's doing as to when this disease is going to be most rife in the crop or when it is it's likely to cause more problems for us so it's about using the localized information to be able to make the decisions that's most relevant to that particular crop and so jonathan with all of that valuable data that we possibly could be getting uh from our fields and this is what you're looking at how is it possible to integrate that? Uh, I mean, how do we make it usable for the farmer or the agronomist? Yeah, so I suppose a key barrier to adoption of technology on farm is the interoperability of these different technologies. So that's really what we're trying to do. We're trying to bring that together in a really connected way, integrate them into the Riser Contour platform. So then growers only don't have to have 50 different apps on their phone. They can actually look at their app on the phone, understand exactly what's going on with the farm in, in many diff different aspects and, and make decisions accordingly rather than actually having to, to spend time and energy, as you say, looking around for different sources of information and data from a whole host of different areas. The must-have variety guide for 2024 is here. The AgriSeed Spring Crops Yearbook is packed full of information that we hope you find useful. Link in bio. So, Jonathan, I'd like to ask a little bit more about the trials and what you're going to be specifically looking at. Uh, I know you've been planning for a long time. So talk us through some of the specific things that you're going to be doing on your trial sites. Um, we're, we're using the, the riser uh, soil sampling uh, the contour platform to understand what soil zones we have within that field. We've got a 40 hectare field. There's 10 different soil zones within that field. And what we're doing is placing these uh, in situ nitrogen, nitrogen sensors within those different soil types. So now that we know that uh, they're distributed across that field in an effective way, we can then start to make decisions for those individual soil types with what we're doing in terms of agronomic strategy. And how do you think that data will influence the decisions you make? Well, that's the thing. We're, we're hopefully going to find that out this spring when we, we, especially with the nitrogen applications, it might come down to, to either timing, it might come down to, to rate or how we split the nitrogen. Um, it, it hopefully will provide us with a few different options, which we can then compare and contrast with what Peter and Richard are doing as the traditional agronomic strategy. Hopefully that should then prove that we've, we've made a decision according to the technology, which either meant that we put more or less nitrogen on and we actually got a better better nitrogen use efficiency from that in the end. 
So these additional sources of information, of data, could be really valuable. Yes, yeah, so it's, it's another layer of data that agronomists can, can start to use and, and leverage, basically, to, to make their agronomy strategy more effective. And interestingly, you've both talked about the value of this intricate and precise data that you hope to be gathering from these farm trials. You know, Lucy, as we strive towards net zero and we have the Green Horizons initiative, for example, at Agri, is this the perfect time to be taking our understanding of data and gathering of data this step further? I think so. I think because of the pressures that farmers do have in being transparent on applications, why they're doing things, the environmental aspects, obviously, and the financials, I think this is the right time to be using technology and digital to be able to help them to make those decisions on, on farm and, and to make the right choices for their crops, um, to work alongside their agronomists, to be able to see the data, to be able to say, right, OK, this is the right approach for this particular crop at this time. So I see that digital and technology is going to become very commonplace on farm and very utilised. The uptake, the uptake might be a bit slower, but I think farmers, like anyone, need to become trusted in the technology and be able to, to use it and see that it's being used to its best advantage in, in platforms like the digital technology farms, where we can test it and say, OK, we've had it tested for a number of years and these are the results that we've got and then say to our farmers okay we you know this this is something that you could adopt on farm to be able to help grow your crops and manage them so yeah I think there's that it's the stage of being able to almost ground truth the data and, and make sure that we're happy with it before we sort of roll it out to our agronomists and, and growers to use really. Okay thanks Lucy uh, and Jonathan I know that you um, I, I believe you're a drone pilot is that right? I am indeed. I'm actually also Agri's lead pilot, would you believe? Lead pilot. What a, my <laughs> gosh, Top Gun reaches uh, reaches Agri. Fantastic. So, Jordan, how do you see the use of drones being of value? And are you looking at uh, how they can add value in this trial? Yes, so exactly. Um, it's not something that we're, we're going to be introducing in terms of uh, a UAV service, in terms of applications of um, plant protection products or fertilizer or anything like that at the moment, but that will come as as regulation and legislation allows. Um, but at the moment, what we're doing is is using Skippy Scout to 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 measure these different agronomic um, elements of this field, which we can then make decisions with. Uh, but going forward, yeah, you, you get the really cool stuff where we might be applying slug pellets, for example. It's been really wet, and growers have struggled to get onto the crop. Well, if you could use a drone to apply slug pellets, that that kind of really improves the, the effectiveness of that. Yeah, sure. So you're talking about drones both in terms of gathering data, but also possibly for application as well, which sounds sounds uh, really, really forward looking. Uh, you've mentioned Skippy Scout a couple of times, and I'm not sure if I've missed this, but can you just um, clarify what is that? Yeah, so Skippy Scout, it's basically... Um, a software that you can use with um, many different types of drone hardware. So you'll have your drone, you then um, use a Skippy Scout software, which will then automate the, the flight planning for you. So basically, you, you select a field, put your boundaries in, you put in areas that you're interested in within that field. So that might be based off of what you are working with your, on, with your agronomist, or that might be based off of your satellite imagery that you're using on the riser platform. And then you send your drone out in an automated way, you press a button, it flies out, it drops down to, to about two metres above the crop, 
captures information and then uses AI analytics to, to analyze that information. And within about 10 minutes of, of sending the drone out, you've got a PDF report that says X, Y, and Z according to, to what it's seen, whether that's um, a percentage of weeds or percentage of disease or um, anything like that. So then you can start to use that either for decision-making or even as part of your IPM strategy. So you can actually, if you want to make an application of um, a fungicide, for example, or, a, or an insecticide, you can look back and say, I did that because of this imagery that I've, I've actually found within the crop. I've seen cabbage stem flea beetle damage, for example, so that's why I'm applying an insecticide uh, and, and so on. So that's another use case going forward. Yeah, and that links right back to what you said, Lucy, about that justification uh, and that clarity of why we are applying a certain product or taking an action. Uh, is Skippy Scout an agri product? Uh, so Agri are, are working with Dronag. Uh, Dronag, it's Skippy Scout. Um, Dronag, uh, Skippy Scout is Dronag's automated software. So we're working together on a few different uh, things. So automated R&D uh, trial analysis uh, is one of them as well. But as an agronomy tool, uh, this is what you could use on farm today. Absolutely. Uh, Jonathan, you mentioned that there are three sites where you're doing this uh, this trial. Uh, how can growers and agronomists in the industry as a whole who are interested in following your work uh, keep a track of it, keep in touch? Yeah, so uh, that's a great question. I think we're going to be launching Reesby uh, DTF site this autumn, so November 23. Um, we're going to be launching uh, Throws Farm and Montrose site in Scotland in spring 24. So, um, keep on with social media, uh, but also we're going to be holding uh, specific open days at these these uh, specific sites uh, just to focus on technology. So we'll have the technology we've been talking about today, but it's always a moving feast. So we're going to be integrating other technologies as they arise and um, are identified. So there might be a whole host more technology as of as the summer uh, 24. And Lucy, why could it be very important to take an interest in this very innovative work? Because agriculture is always changing. Um, because, like I said before, you've got pressures from all sides. So if we can help with efficiencies on farm, um, making data accessible, using applications that help farmers make decisions easy, easily, technology, it, it needs to serve us as, as both... Um, for growers and also for for agronomists that are advising they need to be able to to use that technology to get the most out of it and to be able to make the decisions that are right for a particular time um, and on a particular crop and jonathan from this work what are you hoping to find that could be really valuable for growers i'm really looking forward to the, to the knowledge exchange element of this this project so we're going to be integrating all these different technologies but then bringing them together to say to farmers, look, this is what we've actually been able to understand. This is how you can then understand on your own farm what you can do with technology. Thank you, Lucy and Jonathan, for sharing your thoughts and insights into the field of the future. That's it for this podcast, but do tune in again as we meet the experts throughout the season, exploring the many immediate and longer-term questions for growers and farmers in the UK. If you have any questions that you'd like us to ask the experts, email info at agri.co.uk. See you next time.